Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back this week as NFL training camp starts to ramp up. We start by talking about the USA Today predictions that came out this week. The projections have the Lions going 3-13. and Highly disrespectful. But are we shocked? Not really. And then Mike Sando, he came out with his annual quarterback tiers ranking. Um, the former ESPN writer now writing for The Athletic. And we'll talk about where Matt Stafford falls in that ranking. And then Snacks and Slay, are they back? It seems to be that way. So we'll discuss that. And finally, we'll discuss a couple training uh, camp positions. Running back and quarterback, how are those going to flush out? So a lot of good stuff. NFL right around the corner. Really exciting. Um, for this, apologies, We had I'd record this on the road. It's not the normal um, audio that we've been having lately. So it'll be a little fuzzy, but you can still hear it. And you'll still get the great content. We want to thank everybody for listening. Please subscribe. Please leave a review if you like what you hear. And last but not least, here's the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast. We're lifelong Lions fans. UJ. Rudd Dog. Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It's July 22nd. Training camp is just upon us, and there's a lot of stuff going on here in the NFL as we prep for the beginning of training camp. But we got... UJ, Rudd Dog, and Bob. Hey, what up? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back. And we're, I, I feel a lot of energy here. Uh, we're excited with Lions football right around the corner. Uh, two, two days away, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's a we talked about it on the last podcast about the disrespect the Lions uh, get. And it, it's showing up prominently already. And the first uh, kind of major projections out there, the USA Today put out their projections today, and they have the Lions going three and thirteen this year. That's, that's just absurd <laughs> to me. Absurd. Yeah, I, that's crazy. I mean, obviously the guy doesn't drink blue Kool Aid for one thing, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, come on, the Lions. Uh, just look what they did in the off season. They got better in every respect. Uh, I think. I don't see how you can see him going less than what they did last year, and definitely not three and thirteen. That that just doesn't even make sense to me. I don't know. I think some of these national <laughs> they just see the Lions. They say, "Oh yeah, Lions last place." Maybe we'll give them three this year. Or maybe we'll give them four. I don't know. Yeah, they're kind of they a never... sneaky team this year. I think they're going to be coming under the radar. I agree. Not a lot of people are talking about them. They will. That's be. what. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That's absolutely. That's what kind of way I like it. I, 
I don't understand this projection either. Three and thirteen seems extremely low for this team. Yeah. Even if I'm, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm not sure um, where that projection. Where do you think that projection is coming from? Like, what is going to? What would make this Lions team go three and thirteen if if we have David Fells as our starting quarterback? Well, yeah. If Stafford goes down, obviously he's the key. Um, Stafford has to be healthy, and we're we're counting on that for sure. Uh, after that, yeah, though, yeah, I I don't understand how they what his uh, methodology is because the the Lions definitely haven't gotten worse. You know, if you look at personnel moves they've made, I mean, I, I guess he, maybe he doesn't believe in Patricia, but uh, I don't see how they get worse <clears throat> from last year. That doesn't make sense. Uh, but I think you're giving him too much. Getting better. I mean, even yeah. Stafford, he has down years from time to time, but I mean, come down years and he's done. Oh, yeah. But I think, Bob, I think you're giving that writer too much credit that he actually thinks. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think uh, he woke up after a tough night, you know, hung over. He goes, oh, shit. I'm supposed to get that article in today about the my picks. <laughs> What's the deadline? Yeah. <laughs> Deadline's at ten o'clock. Oh no! Start writing. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, they had six teams going twelve and four in these projections as well, which seems absurd. Like that many teams with the twelve and four record seems a little over. uh, It sounds like he was doing it off the top of his head. You know, (laughs) that's like I saw a uh, a BuzzFeed article. Well, you know you're Chicago, and if you eat this food, and it's Culver's. I'm like Culver's. That's Culver's. Like, Culver's. They ha- they have it in Chicago, but yeah, that wasn't. You, I don't know. Like somebody just googled uh, Chicago restaurants and came up with that. Had no idea what they're talking about. Is that the same writer who put did the picks too? <laughs> it's it sounds like it. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Well, I, and talking about really? disrespect in the national media. I want to move on to something else that came out that's um, usually a pretty popular read. Um, Mike Sando, he used to work for ESPN, and he's done these quarterback uh, rankings for the last five years, or quarterback tiers, he calls them, where he asked 55 NFL coaches and uh, executives to contribute to a survey where they place him in quarterback uh, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, and tier five is the lowest, Where, but nobody's ever been put in that tier because it's, it's, it'd be like – I don't know. Uh, nobody's ever gotten to it, but it'd be the worst of all time here. We got the tier five. I'm surprised they didn't put Stafford in it. So I want to oh, tell you. I want to tell you the the tiers up until the point of Stafford. So tier one, number one is Aaron Rodgers. Number yeah. two, number two is Tom Brady. Mm. Number three is Drew Brees. Yeah. Number four is Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Number five is Andrew Luck. Uh, Number six is Philip Rivers. Hmm. Number seven, Ben Roethlisberger. Number eight, Russell Wilson. And that's tier one. Those are all the quarterbacks in tier one. Well, I have have a slight problem with Mahomes only because he's so young and his body of work is so small. I mean, yeah, he may belong there, but I, I just think it's too soon. Uh Russell Russell Wilson, 
I don't know. These are the quarterbacks that got more tier one votes than tier two. So if they get more tier two votes than tier one, they put them in tier two. Okay. So in tier two, this this top, um, Matt Ryan at number nine overall. Then Carson Wentz at number 10. And then Matt Stafford is at 11, who got one tier one vote and 41 tier two votes and 13 tier three votes. Tier three. Jeez. Well, see, I got to say, though, uh, 11 surprises me. Uh, actually, see better than I would have predicted these writers doing. Uh, so, uh, hey, that's probably where he belongs right now. I mean, he had a rough year last year, so it's hard to even argue with that. But uh, Yeah, I put him on a – I mean, like him and Matt Ryan have always been kind of close in their careers, and as long as he's not too far behind him. But I think both of them probably belong – from a couple of guys ahead of them, but that's I agree that list is not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. But these quotes yeah. might irk you guys a little bit. So this these are quote, uh, oh, quotes here we go. from – here's one from a defense coordinator. He can do everything you want, but you're always waiting for everyone around him to get better. And usually what happens with the top guys, they make those guys better, and you just don't see that happening with them. I'm not saying it's his fault. I do not know whose fault it is, but the good quarterbacks make the team better. Well, I think he <laughs> has made the team better considerably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've what the team is Super Bowl, but, but they were horrible before he got there. Right. Like, if we're saying, like, the difference, like, making them better means he has to get them to a Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, like, of course, then, yeah, he hasn't got them there, but, like, what has he had to work with? He certainly made uh, never as much as Brady or Rodgers or any of those other guys. Yeah, he made Golden Tate better when when he came to Detroit. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, you know, about about that. I mean, he made Marvin Jones better too. I mean, his first year anyway. That first year he went <clears throat> off. I mean, yeah. He was the number one deep threat in the NFL. Right. And that that was not just because of Marvin Jones. He was not rarely open completely. Yeah. I- Calvin Johnson used to catch like five yard outs until Stafford came along. No, all right, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of true though. Like definitely the downfield game for Calvin Johnson opened up so much more when uh, Matt Stafford came into the fold. Yeah, imagine how much it would better would have been too if Calvin would run a little faster a few times. You know, mm. <laughs> right. you know, that, Stafford throwing so those perfect my... balls and Calvin just you know not true. running fast enough to oh. catch him. God. Or if he didn't fumble at the end zone, that, <laughs> yeah. that could have helped them. Uh, right. Hey, let's not playoffs. bash Kelvin. Let's not bash Kelvin. He was he was a great player. Kelvin, Kelvin's open for some bashing right now. A little, a little. Not as a player though. It's hard to bash him as a player. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, that quote, I agreed with everything until that last sentence. Like, yeah, he's. We've been waiting for him to have guys around him, but not just. I'm not even talking about just like receiving core or line, like. Just a team, like <laughs> the the few years, the one year we actually had a great defense happened to be Joe Lombardi's rookie coaching year. So, and and Stafford still almost got us, you know, did great that year. That year was all those great comebacks and stuff because yeah. of him and largely mostly him, but you know, guys like Theo Riddick helping him out. But yeah, I mean, you saw what he did with. Terrible offensive coordinators for the last four years. What's he going to do now? He's got a competent guy back there. I, yep. I think he's going to. He's seen a lot more two and, one votes. And one more quote. Do you have any? 
Oh, that's what I was going to ask you if you have any more There's quotes. one more quote from Go this ahead. article, I, and this is from a GM. I still think he's a two. He has a one talent for two production. He hasn't won as much. He, he hasn't won as much as they had hoped, but I think they haven't helped him a lot either. Last year, they traded his best <clears> receiver. <throat> I just think he's talented. I think he's a competitor. He scares us. And then that, another GM said, if they get people in single high safety against Matt all the time, he should flourish. He can beat man coverage. He can make every throw. And guys on defense do not have the time to get there because he can really throw it. I like that comment. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, those are pretty yeah. accurate. You know, it's a tough argument, though, when you say he's never had the players around him and then certain other guys make the other players better. You know, it, it's so tough to judge that kind of thing. I mean, the Patriots are so well coached. And Brady – I know he makes quick decisions, but at the same time, he's got a lot of time to throw. You know, Stafford's getting killed most of the time. You know, his offensive line's been horrible. He's had no running game to speak of. I mean, again, it sounds like I'm making excuses for him, but, you know, it, it yeah. goes both ways. You know, it's it's the whole organization. Well, they have to – I mean, the way that I – mean, yeah. when you look at the way those good teams are run, it's because – it's not because – those those quarterbacks definitely take them to different levels, but you just see the solid technique and, and the, you know, fundamentals that they get across the board. Like the years when the Packers, they just always have been better coached teams uh, across yeah. the board, and that's where we've really lacked. Yeah, and it seems like uh, when they when Brady is getting crushed, which happens sometimes, they manage to shift their game plan around and around the ball. Right. The defense steps up, you know, some – Something else wins. It yeah, for that's him. a great point. We we haven't been able to adjust very well over the last several years. I mean, especially under Thank sorry, you. Bob, Jim, Bob, and uh, some of the previous <laughs> ones. I mean, we, we God rest his soul. We were in unable to adjust, especially at halftime. We we're playing good, so they go, "Well, we're playing good. Let's just keep it up, right?" Oh, they're not counting on the other team making adjustments and changing their game plan. You know, uh, it, it was horrible. Yeah, let's just keep running the same things in the second half, even though they've completely changed their game plan. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I like the, the theory that they're going with this year where they want to be flexible and be able to change it. Week, half to half, and everything. Yeah. Like that, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I agree, Bob. Uh, like you said, the theory is good. Now, let's see if they can put it into practice. So. <clears throat> That's the key. What do you guys think, though, like, about that, like, what the guy said, like, he's a tier one talent, but we put him in tier two because they all put so much weight on the win records of these quarterbacks without actually looking at them individually, I feel like. And you never, I feel like I never see a list that's like, well, this guy just tears it up, but his team is terrible, you know, and give him credit for that. They always have add wins to the quarterback's resume you know, more than any other position, really. And I get it to some extent, but I feel like it always skews these lists. Do you think uh, Dan Marino caught this kind of crap from the press? You know, he never won a Super Bowl. That guy sucked. Uh, Jim Kelly. Yeah, right. Jim <laughs> Kelly. That guy never won a Super Bowl. He sucked. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, th- those guys were terrible. Tier four. No Super Bowls to show for it. They must have been awful. <laughs> right. So, I don't, you know. Yeah. Well, I think playoff wins would help. Uh, oh, yeah, I kind of left that for <laughs> how, how did Aaron Rodgers also end up at number one? Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked like a number one quarterback, I feel like, in like three or four years now. Like, he, he gets like these little spurts every season, and then he's been getting injured. Like, 
he hasn't looked that impressive even when he's stayed healthy. I mean, he's I haven't seen the old Aaron Rodgers in some time. Well, like you know, and you know too, body. his talent level on on the offense has gone down a bit. And do you think that's dragging his game down too, or? Can he no, just, he makes them all better. That's exactly right. All, he all just makes them all better. Right? No, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> well, not to mention he falls <laughs> ill to the running quarterback syndrome. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to? Um, do you guys want to give a guess at who was last on this list? And there's no rookies on this list. It's only veteran quarterbacks. <laughs> Who's last? Blake Bortles. Um, let me think. Uh, not not your guy. Uh, <laughs> not the Bears. No. <laughs> Trubisky. No, it's Josh Rosen. How many Josh Rosen is the, uh, no. Oh, jeez. So there's I only guess. 32 uh, starters. Well, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, Eli Manning was near the bottom of this list as well. So. Yeah, it belongs there, I think. Mitch Trubisky was 25, so suck it, Bears fan. Ooh, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> With the arrow pointing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's some good news. <laughs> pointing somewhere is that Snacks Harrison apparently <clears throat> is joining training camp this week, which is great yes. to hear. Yeah. So hopefully uh, Darius Slay will also yeah. join him as well. Yeah, that's big. We need that resolved. There was some scary news though, Z. Well, the scary news is yeah, that, uh, our big free agent offseason signing uh, Trey Flowers had shoulder surgery this offseason, and he is on the physically unable to perform list to start training camp. Uh, but they are saying that it it shouldn't be a big deal and he should be ready to go. So yeah, we had this same problem with uh, yeah so someone else that's, recently that's too though where they like, come to us like Iron Man oh freaking uh, Lang no uh, Lang, yeah. Ziggy Lang yeah we get we oh. get we get these Iron oh, Men no. oh well, and yeah then they they're making this change in position or career like to a new new team and so they're like. Oh well, let's take care of my body now, and this body that's put up with all this crap, they cut into it, fix it up, and then they don't come back the same. I, oh, I mean, maybe that's just an optimistic view, but that's just that parallel there. That's a good point, Red Dog. Remember, Lang came in and said, first time they haven't been pain, in pain in five years, you know, and right. we're thinking, oh, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> Until he gets out in the field, he can't stay on it, you know. So maybe it wasn't so good. Maybe you got to play with the. Pain. I mean. I don't know. It's a tough sport. Uh, whatever yeah. it was, he was an Iron Man before we got him, and then we get him, and he he can't stay healthy. Yeah. No, well, we have no reason right. to believe it's that that's going to be an equal one. case, here. right? Yeah, but I mean, you did make. I mean, TJ Lang did have a history of concussions. That was the only thing uh, that he had coming over the line. He just forgot about him until he came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I, I'm just hoping this means that um, since Snacks and Darius Slay have the same agent, that Darius Slay will also be coming back for training camp as well. Uh, to be determined, but oh. yeah, I think they have too much to lose. Like, I mean, I understand what they want yeah. the game, but I don't think they. I, I think the reality will sink in, and then they realize this is not a very tenable position trying to negotiate. So early. yeah. And it makes you look bad if you really hold out. Well, Darius Slade did tweet out that he tweeted out wow. that he was feeling yeah, blessed. Yeah, maybe they the other figured day, something so out. That's a good sign. 
Well, you know, there is two years left. It's yeah. not like it's his final year. It'd be a lot, a lot easier right. to sit out, but it'd be a lot more negotiating power, and that's usually when you start negotiating new contracts, not two years left in one. Yeah, I'd like to see him get more money somehow, you know. I mean, keep, sure, keep it reasonable and make him happy. And I want this team to be happy, but I want him to be mean and playing well. I mean, we want our best players on the field, too. And we need snacks oh, yeah. to slay out there to make this defense tick, let's face it. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. I am completely on board with you there. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think they'll be there in the end. And speaking of training camp, yeah, I wanted to get into a couple um, battles this uh, just on preview here as we go into um, the beginning of training camp. And I, I want to start with two positions on this podcast today, and we'll go over more of them uh, on additional podcasts. But the first two, I, I want to start on the offensive side with this. Um, quarterback, obviously Matt Stafford, but then the backup quarterback. Who do we think the backup quarterback is going to be, Tom Savage or David Bales? Those are the three quarterbacks we have on the roster currently. Mm. Savage. I'll, I don't know. I just like his name. Yeah. All, Savage all seems to be, be pointing to Tom Savage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't add a lot, but he actually he – at least I he has experience. My, I pick my uh, – my my court my backup quarterbacks like I uh, like like you know the kind of women who don't watch football and just when they casually want pick like bets and stuff like I just pick them because of the colors like he's got a cool name let's go with them no that's hard hitting analysis right there yeah so you pick like women I don't know I don't know yeah <laughs> I don't know so you pick them like a horse like a horse who don't watch football you just like the you pick the best name. Yeah, that that's maybe that's a better analogy, you know, just cool <clears throat> name. Because I don't know, Stafford's. Uh, I mean, all joking aside, it I, that one's not the most interesting battle to me this year on the offense. Uh, I mean, it looks from what I've heard, Savage has the lead, but I don't know. Cool name gives him the edge in my book. So, well, he's supposed to have a good arm, a little more experience. I think I just think he's going to get it in the end. So, did you guys watch him? Not play? a weak arm. Did you guys watch him play on Houston? Well, I've seen a couple of his maybe games. Maybe once or twice. It was brutal. Yeah, oh, it was. It was bad. There's a reason that Sean Watson came in uh, after, during the first game of his rookie season at halftime. <laughs> he was replacing Tom Savage, who I think got sacked seven or eight times in the first half. <laughs> Granted, uh, I mean, the Houston offensive line was uh, couldn't block that year, but Tom Savage also is a, a statue back there. I I want out of a backup quarterback someone that is just completely different from the starter, someone that can come in the game and like probably offer mobility and just add a completely different dimension, something that the other team has the completely game plan for possibly during the week. You know, see, I think that's a great like point. That. I actually agree with it. Like when Denver had Tebow, I don't think they realized what a good thing they had with him. Oh, yeah. a, a guy like that, you know, I mean, yeah, he's not a great pocket passer or whatever, but he goes into a game and he just does stuff no one can defend, you know I mean? So, yeah, a guy like that, a you know, a good athlete, runner type of guy, you know, maybe to just to change things up, which. Like uh, the Saints do with that one guy. Oh, yeah, and they actually yeah. use him in games, he's too. He's sort of Tebow-esque. <clears throat> hey, I think uh, actually – with the Lions' backup quarterback, uh, the main thing is how he is in the lot in the uh, in the quarterback room because uh, he's not going to be playing. I mean, Stafford's an Iron Man. 
it's uh you know how he handles things at the quarterback yeah. room practice how he works with that's why the Lions kept coming more around so works long, with the coaches yeah and now look he's an offensive court offensive coordinator yeah. already for the Dallas Cowboys which is crazy because if if Stafford had some catastrophic injury we'd probably pick up another quarterback I don't think we that's ran savage that's through that's a good point <laughs> and Red Dog, you're thinking of Taysom Hill on the Saints. I I love that guy. He uh, he offers yeah. so much to that team. He's an exciting player. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree though. Like with adding a different dimension, because like if you add, especially like the last few years, the guys we've carried these little wimpy arm quarterbacks. Like, what are you? You're not going to go in there, and they're not changing the game plan. The only thing they're going to change is they're going to come even harder after those game guys. And Tam Savage sounds like he'd be no exception to that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's got yeah. a, he's got a he's cool savage name. Savage anyway. on the field. So David Fells is going to fail savage. to make the roster. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I hear puns of those. Yeah, high <laughs> humor. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks. Um. Well, moving on from that. Uh, um, is yeah. the next uh, position group I wanted to talk about on this podcast this week, and that's the running backs. And this will be really interesting. We have Carryon Johnson, now obviously. Uh, we got the bowling ball, uh, Pud, CJ Anderson, Theo Riddick, Zach Center, and then the rookie Ty Johnson, rookie <laughs> speedster. How how many running backs do you think we uh, keep on this roster? Four. I think it's uh, – We currently have a fullback, too, don't we? I think Zenner makes I, it. I think Zenner, CJ, carry yeah. on, and Riddick. And, and uh, Ty, I think I think he may make the team, but it'll be as a special teamer mostly. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he'll be in the backfield much, at least in the beginning, maybe occasionally to throw that speed element in there. but Bring some jet <laughs> sweeps. Yeah, I just, but I still, I still see Zenner making the team because I think he's just solid and valuable, and I hopefully the team I think appreciates it by this point in time. So, uh, I'm just kind of a fan, so I'd like to see him make it. But uh, that, that's my feeling anyway. I think the four guys. Yeah, I'm with you, UJ. I think like yeah. Zenner's gonna yeah. knock Anderson off the roster. No, because Anderson. We we can only hope. What? I don't think that. Well, just, if he does, so, he he'll. That's awesome. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it's gonna happen. The though. reason I say that is because, uh, it was so. I think it'll end up being sort of like. Well, we'll see if it's Patricia's call at all. But I don't know. As far as like last year with like Blunt, like how pedestrian he was. That's like an insult to pedestrians. But, um. Like when you call saw Zenner come back in, he's he's not much smaller. He's a big running back, and he could carry those short run games with with some potential to actually break some things. And he was, and this is I'm I'm not even saying like the original Zenner that came to the team, like their new and improved Zenner that came back. He put on all that muscle mass, mm-hmm. and he looked like a freaking stallion out there compared to like what he was. And he, I could see him fulfilling the short yardage, hard no stuff that. You don't necessarily want to, you know, grind away with that with carry on, but I don't. Know. I mean, I just don't. I think CJ Anderson's old, and 
yeah, he might offer a solid option, but I think Zenner has more upside and can probably do most of the same things he can do. I love that 28 is old more. for the running back. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I'm I don't. not. I think – I agree. I think he's going to – I think, I think, I think he's going to add a little bit. You just cut year. him out on yeah. your roster. I, I unfortunately think he's going to make yeah. the roster, but I, I, I yeah. would rather see – I mean, I, um, Someone else in that position. I I, I think I made myself clear on this podcast about that position. Is he on your all Trubisky team? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Not quite that bad. So who do you see making the the final cut of running backs, Big Z? Um, I I mean I can see us picking up a running back that's not on the roster right now, personally. Um, but I I, I'm going to guess carry on. I'm regardless of my feelings. I think CJ Anderson is going to make this roster. Carry on, CJ. Theoretic, I think all five stay around, but I think Ty Johnson ends up being a practice squad player. That's my guess, and then they bring what him up later. What about the fullback in position? Because that's really hand in hand with the running back. That's well. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I part of me thinks they're going to keep. Is it is it bought in right now? That's the guy we got. Uh, yeah, the fullback. Nick yeah, Nick Bodden. Like I, I think especially when they talk about all the kind of versatility. I think they seem to at least appreciate the fullback's unique uh, position on the field because tight ends just can't do the same things that fullbacks can do in the blocking game. They're they're a different type position for a reason. You, these tall, lanky dudes can't lead block through the holes the same way as these more compact linebacker. Well, that's fullbacks. why you got Joe Dahl. And so – he the lineman can't do it the same way. The, the reason a fullback is yeah. unique is because of his ability to target and take out linebackers and be able to match their quickness and stuff. It, it, o line, yeah, it, a lot of it is point of attack and picking your spot on the field and you know putting yourself in the right spot at the right time. But a guy like a fullback can carry that pop through the hole and adjust easier to these quick linebackers. I, I just think they're they're different position. Hey, Road Dog, I, I don't know if you know this. Oh, come on. Corey Sausager's not coming back. <laughs> I know you, you think he's Please coming back. He's not back. coming back. Corey. He'll be back before curfew. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I would love to have Corey America back. America needs oh, you. He's still my all-time Corey favorite lion. The equipment manager's happy he's not coming back. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I don't I I don't think Nick Bond's going to make this roster. Yeah, hey, uh, kind of those reasons that were mentioned about the tight end and the linemen on this team. Yeah, I, agree, I think I look to be at a more versatile and unless Nick Bond can add, add something in special teams, which I mean we don't know because he was hurt all last year. It's hard to tell for sure. Um, I don't see him making this roster personally. Yeah, he'll have to really impress in camp. Uh, that's for sure. So that remains to be seen. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's going to have to definitely pick up the other side of that and actually be a good player. But I, I think they like the idea of a fullback if someone can separate themselves. After all, I mean, look at what fullbacks have done in this league. Like, I think both – remember, we actually provided Adrian Peterson with his, his best blocker during his push for 2000 that one year. It was our boy uh, – Michael Burden? Okay, someone's going to – no, it wasn't Burton. It was uh, oh Jerome Felton. Jerome Felton. Jerome Felton. Yeah. Gosh, we underutilized that guy so badly. He was a stud. Oh yeah, and he went and paved the way for Adrian Peterson. Uh, you know, epic season, and that's why I, I mean I think 
fullbacks give you a diff- a type of thing you just simply don't get from any other type of blocking position. So, I mean, and I think the Lions appreciate that to some level because they've addressed it twice now since uh, Quinn's been here. Haven't we drafted two fullbacks? Didn't we? Who was before Bodden? It was the guy. It was Burton. Yeah. And then he left, and then we drafted yeah. Bodden. So they seem to keep addressing the position at least. So I, I think he has a shot, but obviously Bottom's going to have to be a good player. Well, you know, with Bar- with Daryl Bevel's yeah. uh, proclivity to run the ball and stuff like that, that that could bode well for him too. You know, exactly. in the run game. So. Can you imagine a power eye with like Bottom at fullback? Oh man, could you having, imagine uh, that? <laughs> having Hawk on the uh, one side and James on the other side, and just running like a loaded freaking run formation. I mean, that would could be devastating because you could pass out of it. You could do anything. So I mean, I like the idea of it. Uh, yeah, I, it is. I wouldn't put it even fifty-fifty. I'd say the odds are still a little long. Him making the roster. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you concur? I agree. <laughs> yeah, and I and Daryl Bevel. Easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, did have a Remember. fullback on the roster yeah. during his years yeah. in Seattle, so that is a possibility for sure. But he does make a roster. It remains to be seen. They might. Um, I just don't know what we'll get out of him because of the injury in the prior year. So it'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, and in training camp. Um, there, there was yeah. one more thing I want to bring up before we wrap up this podcast, and that was uh, twenty years ago. Um, this week, I believe, is when Barry Sanders decided to retire early from his NFL career. Um, dark. I don't. I don't. I wasn't really there personally when he. Uh, or I, I. I was very young when he did it, but I. W- I wanted to kind of UJ and Bob to just tell me kind of what their feelings were on that day when they heard Barry Sanders was retiring in his oh, time. It, it was devastating, man. I couldn't even believe it. You know, if, if Barry Sanders yeah, would have stayed, he had. He was in his prime. He had at least two, three, four great years left. He'd have broke the rushing title that no one would ever touch. You know, I mean, he he was the most exciting player I've ever seen play the game. And every game I watched, I mean, every time he got the ball, I you you'd like jump out of your seat because something like amazing was going to happen. And a lot of times, and a lot of times did you know? And you're and you're jumping up. Oh, oh yeah. You're screaming and like it was, just, it was amazing. No other player made me do that like him, ever. I mean, he was so exciting, just just so electrifying, amazing player. Yeah, yeah, like you say, UJ, he he had those records just they were just there. He just had right. to play more. You know, I mean, there was no drop off in his play. <laughs> and then when he, he decided to hang it up, you're like, you know, but he didn't know. care about the you know, records, was, you know, I he was, wasn't that kind of guy, but I, I mean, I'm, we do as fans. Was we there any, <laughs> was there any signs as a fan yeah, back fans, then um, that he was going to do this? No, I don't think so that I recall. I think that no, from I what I heard that no. straw that broke the candle's no. back was Lomas Brown being traded. And uh, I think he decided then well, they didn't like want to, they didn't want to win and, he said, that's it. And he did it right before camp, too, which really sucked. But, uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was a little bitter at him for a while there. But, 
it's all love now. But yeah, uh, we. Do you think we'll? At the time, I agree. I was kind of like how we are with uh, Kelvin Johnson right now. I know we've made parallels on this uh, podcast before about it, but yeah, yeah. Here's a question about Kelvin, though. What do you guys saw? If like that yeah. kind of thing with Lomas Brown, did you guys see anything the Lions did or didn't do when? He retired that would have signaled that he thought we weren't going to try to keep winning. Are you kidding? Did you watch those last few years? It, it was pretty rough. Uh, well, wasn't his last year – was his last year the year we had that great defense with Levy? No. Was it the year after that? I think – I believe it was the year after Yeah, that. I think it was the year after, too. Mm. But what, yeah. what like, specific yeah. moves did we after make that, or yeah. not make at that time? I mean, I guess we still had uh, – our O line was terrible. Uh, we didn't have a lot of talent outside Calvin on the offense. To be honest, we had no rushing game. Never had. I, I don't know. I, uh, and Calvin was getting beat up. You know, I think it was. He yeah. felt like he was doing it all. Kind of, kind of like, uh, you know, what I'm talking about Sean Rodgers that year when he was literally carrying the team, a, a nose tackle carrying the team for a half a season until right. until he petered out. I think Calvin was just tired, and uh, it was just war on him. Yeah, trying to carry the team, he couldn't do it. He he needed help and never got it. One thing came to my mind. What's that? Bob won't like this. Is that we instead of getting a offensive coordinator that actually knew what he's doing, we kept Jim Bob Cooter on as from his interim position. I would, if I was Calvin Johnson, I would have seen some writing on the wall because oh. not showing very much promise at the end of that year. Yes, me. Well, either way you look at it, uh, oh boy, you know. Hey, one difference though I see in the Calvin and the Barry Sanders thing. Barry or Calvin Johnson was one of the great receivers. Barry Sanders is undisputedly like the greatest running back ever. I mean, like. Uh, there's another level. So you put him on a different tier. Interesting. That's I, a good argument, Bob. I, uh, I, yeah. I, Calvin's was great, but I mean, I think Barry was like the greatest. I mean, like, I mean, maybe Calvin could have been, yeah. but he didn't play enough to. That's. that's I mean, say. that's, a, that's, that's a good, interesting argument. Where, where Barry it is for sure. That would be a good one to embellish on, you know. But uh, I'd say like a good <laughs> counterpoint there is like uh, when you because like when you look at. When like UJ was talking about how Barry kept playing, he would have left records that wouldn't would just be unbroken forever. And the guy I always looked at for Calvin, he did break plenty of the records involved. But like uh, like Jerry Rice, like when you look at the numbers that dude put up throughout his career, it's it's simply like it hurts your brain just to even think about yeah. like it's insane. like Calvin would have had insane. to play for like another decade easy. Yeah putting up supreme numbers every season just to even start to, like, scratch the overall numbers yeah. of Jerry Rice's career. So, I mean, yeah, like, that's like that that another level where you just can't even, like, they're inexplainably just ridiculously good. And that's where I say, yeah, Barry maybe was that slight edge of above in that category. I could see that. Yeah, and, and did Barry ever get hurt? Did he ever miss a game? Oh. I, I, I honestly don't recall. He, I think he was so agile, he literally was incapable of like spraining a I, ligament. So, uh, <laughs> his, he, it, yeah, I, I don't recall him, but I, I couldn't. Yeah, off the top of my head, but just well, he was definitely healthy most of the time. Finally, reminiscing Barry, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> was, um, yeah. 
<laughs> if, oh, man, if only we could have got him a, a yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. That's okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have him on the podium when the Lions are celebrating at the end of this season. He will. He did he do did, that. He did play in the NFC Championship. He's come as close as any Lion has. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. But did he make the team better, yeah. or did they not put people around him? No. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be having these carry-on Johnson. Uh, yeah. yeah. We look forward to it records. very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see that. Well, you guys, we got more um, things coming um, the next couple weeks as the Lions training camp ramps up. It's an uh, exciting time. Football's right around the corner, uh, you guys. And it's finally. Yeah, baby. Are you guys ready to hear the phrase football's back like 20 times? Oh, yeah. The next <laughs> month and a half. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But I believe it is 44 yeah. days until the, the opening day of football. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Z, but, but before we sign out tonight, I got to do a quick shout out to, yeah, to Big Z, who just had uh, his third annual wiffle ball tournament, Bats for Brains, to raise money for brain cancer research or brain tumor research and uh, raised over $21,000 this week. Uh, amazing job. Amazing job. Amazing. So I want to give you kudos there, Big Z. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go, Big it's, Z. A fa- it's a family yeah. effort. It's a family effort. So Yeah, but it's a great cause and uh, great job. And uh, it's just uh, fantastic, you know. In light of Kelly Stafford's thing last year and all that, and, and your brother who had a brain tumor. And it's just an amazing story. And, uh, and all the people that helped out, I just want to just throw a little shout out out there. That's all. So, well, thanks, and, by the, thanks, and by the way, any of you listeners out there, if you want to donate, yeah. batsforbrains.org. So, uh, I just threw that out there too. <laughs> so, thanks for the shout out. Thanks go and go and donate. Out. Please donate. <laughs> yes, please do. Please visit that website and uh, our the contact information down there if you want to know more information. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, Blue Kool Aid drinkers. We always appreciate you listening. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, we're going to love you even more here when the Lions start winning and the, the community starts growing bigger. But <laughs> you bet. we're training, training oh, yeah. camp only a, fun a ride. few days away. Uh, we're all really excited. If you like what you hear, please uh, subscribe. Please share this podcast. Please leave a review. Uh, we, we look forward to seeing what you got to say. <laughs> but last but not least, oh, yeah. as always, gentlemen, Go! 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 field a charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory